sponsored by Amazon. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook Editor Mike DeBonis. It's Monday, May 1st. And well, we made it, folks, through a crazy White House Correspondents' Dinner weekend, and we'll have more on that in a moment. But first, there's a few big stories driving the day and the week ahead, starting with Speaker Kevin McCarthy's big speech today in Israel, where he's addressing the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, as part of a bipartisan congressional delegation he's leading to Israel this week. He's actually the second U.S. House Speaker to address the Knesset following Newt Gingrich in the 90s. But there's some interesting context now, which is really going to make his comments interesting, including whether he weighs in on the leadership of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his very controversial plans for an overhaul of the judiciary in Israel. It's also a really big week for the economy. On Wednesday, the Fed is going to meet whether to continue their interest rate hike campaign. We're expecting a quarter point hike but the Fed could adjust that upwards or downwards based on economic conditions. And speaking of economic conditions, we're going to learn more about that on Friday when the Labor Department issues new jobs numbers for April. And also today, Joe Biden welcomes Philippines President Ferdinand Marcos Jr., also known as Bong Bong, to the White House. Foreign policy experts are watching this meeting very closely, given how important the Philippines are to U.S. policy in the Pacific Rim and to countering China. So keep a close eye on that. And joining me now to discuss the weekend that was is Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. Good morning, Eugene. Good morning. I sound gross because I feel gross. It was quite the weekend slash week. Um, you may feel gross, Eugene, but let me I assure you, you did not look gross <laughs> at any point this week. I only look gross currently. I look fabulous the rest of the time. <laughs> well, let me just ask you flat out. Highlights, lowlights, what are you going to remember about the weekend? First and foremost, I'm on the board of the White House Correspondents Association, so I sat between the vice president and second gentleman, which was kind of a very surreal experience. It is an off-the-record dinner. Yes. So I mean, you can't tell me what what you were dishing, what you and Doug and <laughs> uh, the Madam Vice President were dishing. I, I'm just curious what the vibe was there. It was kind of like a normal dinner party, but just if your dinner party guest lived at the Naval Observatory, it was very <laughs> – um, it, was, it was really fun. I mean – it is a good, very good reminder of a couple of things. One, the tension in the adversarial relationship between powerful people and um, journalists can exist and we can still sit down and like talk as humans, right? And I think that was really fascinating. It was my first time on the dais. And so that was like what I will largely take away from um, the experience is a reminder that in a country where there's a free press and an administration that says that it respects the free press, you can sit there and, and talk with them and then work on a story on Monday that they may not like. There are only so many countries that can boast something like that. And I think that is a singular experience. And absolutely, Eugene. And yes, there were so many mentions of the somber side of things. You know, the fact that you have Evan Gershkovich and Austin Tice, two journalists in captivity abroad. Um, there were also a lot of mentions and frankly, a lot of jokes about sort of the the, the sorry state of the news media right now from a business <laughs> perspective. So many news outlets have laid off reporters recently. There's just a huge amount of uncertainty. At the same time, there were these really kind of crazy parties happening. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the parties were fun and it was sort of a return to form in a lot of ways. People were out and ready to party. It, you know, we were back to sort of this 2019 sort of mindset where people were ready to get out and get together and mingle and have conversations. And, you know, what was your, just your experience being out and about uh, these past three, four days? Yeah, I mean, w one thing to go back to the layoffs, it was really fascinating to hear Tamara Keith 
shot out her own organization for laying off people. They're like looking right at her face, right? Like that was a good reminder that like for journalists, we, and, and for the WHCA president, you, you're you in a larger role. It's not just about you yourself or in, in the folks that adjust your organization. Um, so that was one thing. And the parties were just absolutely insane. There was a huge demand for tickets because everyone had folks flying in that hadn't flown in the year before, right? Um, which sent some White House aides sprinting to the very last second to get a table and a seat. Just to wrap up, Eugene, uh, tell me about the week ahead. You know, it's it's a bit of an interesting week. You know, the House is out. Um, you know, Biden's got eh, kind of a white schedule. Just what are you watching? Um, and, you know, right now you're actually in L.A. And tell me what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, I'm headed to the Milken Conference. Um, Politico is going is here. We have a lot of folks that are going to be here, um, and me and our, our colleague Jonathan Martin are actually doing a an event with James Carville tonight in LA, kind of a, a a drinks and conversations thing. And basically, we'll I'll be doing a bunch of panels. We'll he you know everyone is here to talk about um, kind of a lot of healthcare technology, those kinds of things. Um, big questions, big answers. And I think what I'm looking for, other than trying to get some rest, is what is this Biden campaign going to look like, right? Like, this is the Mm -hmm. first full week after the announcement. What kind of trips is he going to do? Is he going to be meeting with donors? How are they going to utilize the vice president, the second gentleman, and the first lady? And are they going to do that in this week? But what my sources have been saying this entire time is they're fine with this campaign, especially right now, um, while the Republican primary is kind of getting messy, to just let let the let the principals in the White House just do their job. And their hope is that the American people will say, hey, these people look like they're calm and, and not crazy. Let's give them four more years. Whether that works or not, we'll see. And also, more importantly, whether that changes or not later on as things get shaky and dicey. Um, that will be really fascinating. But this week will be, you know, kind of step one of that process. Yeah, absolutely. Eugene Daniels, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. And for your schedule today, the Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Anthony Johnstone's nomination to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with a vote at 5.30 p.m. And the House is out for the rest of the week. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today and more reporting, check out Playbook at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Mike DeBonis. Thanks for listening. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers a range of free training programs designed to help employees move into higher paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.